Welcome to Copy Chief Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Rogers. This is the show where you hear directly from all the experts at copychief.com how to write better, sell more, and have a greater impact using the power of your words. Let's do it. Hey, welcome back to Copy Chief Radio. It's me, it's Kev, it's the Chief. Thanks for being with us. We love story on this show. It's a huge theme inside of Copy Chief. And uh, one of the great pleasures is having Scott McKinstry submit his awesome column called Story Sells. Sure, you're a fan. If you haven't checked it out, you're you're and you love story, then uh, you're in for a great ride. Just search Story Sells on the Copy Chief blog and uh, find all Scott's articles. Scott, thanks for being here, man. Thanks, Kevin, for having me. Glad to be back. Yeah, it's always fun. And so today we're going to talk about your uh, recent post. Uh, the title of the post is Beef Up Before and After Testimonials with This Story Technique. Um, and I love how you took some very specific examples of sort of the begin beginning and end of, of movies uh, and talked about you know how we can use that idea to show the journey and and have much beefier testimonials yeah you know it came to light in thinking of it in this way as a bookend uh, after i read the screenwriting book uh, save the cat by blake snyder the late blake snyder hmm. uh, have you ever read that no I, you're the second person to mention it in a week though Okay. Yeah, I think it came out probably in the early 2000s, and he had several sequels uh, before he died. And he was a successful screenwriter in Hollywood, and mm. he was really one of these types to reverse engineer the process of screenwriting to um, to look at the structural elements, what you need for a genre and logline. And he was very focused on getting something that is a Hollywood movie that's made, but also something that told story using classic techniques. So I encourage anybody who's interested in story technique or who wants to write and sell a screenplay to also pick up uh, Blake Snyder's work. It's a lot of fun. Um, and one of, his, uh, one of his big techniques is putting structure. I mean, it's a lot like breaking down a sales letter. You know, when you read it, you're like, okay, he's basically telling me to look through swipes, um, you know, figure out the style and tone of the kind of market that I'm writing in and figuring out what those elements are. So if you've been breaking down sales letters, and seeing, you know, here are the beats in a sales letter, it's going to come, this is very familiar to you. Yeah. And then once you have this in hand, then when you're kicking back on Netflix, watching a movie, whatever, you're going to start to spot these things and think, hey, that's maybe something that I can use. Um, and so one of these things, one of his structural elements are these before and after images. And uh, the cool thing about it is it comes right at the beginning the before image it's how the movie opens and it gives you a sense of the tone of the film of where the story is going if it's funny if there's action and things like that and the same kind of thing applies to a sales letter you know depending upon how much humor is going to be there how you know how soft and personal it's going to be in a dress you know to to somebody's soul or if it's just driving right into the facts and we're not going to deal with any bs here and we're just going to cut straight to the point Right. Now, all those things are going to be part of how you approach, you know, what you're going to show, you know, how dramatic it's going to be. And um, so it, if you think in these terms, it will help you kind of zero in on it. So one of the um, one of the film examples, one of my favorite movies 
showing my geek colors here is Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. Yeah, I think I think we I think Wrath has uh, has come up a few times in some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's going to come up again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a great of- tip right there. Like, if Scott's this into this movie as much as uh, you've become a story master, it's definitely worth studying. Hey, I've got the screenplay here in my office, mm-hmm. but. Um, so one of the cool things about it, and I think it, it, one of the reasons it's arguably the most popular film for a lot of Star Trek movie buffs, is that Kirk goes through such a transition. You know, at the beginning, he's worn out. He feels old. The opening scene is the bridge of the Enterprise facing a dangerous mission. And it's not him. It's a very young, non-comedic Kirstie Alley before Cheers uh, playing a Vulcan <laughs> commander. Um, and she, uh, she's in control but then it turns out after the bridge blows up, it was just a training mission. Mm. So he's kind of been demoted to just overseeing the cadets, you know, running his white glove across the bridge, making sure everything is spit spot. And then the movie goes through the adventure with Khan and all that. But there's all these little waypoints where the other characters are needling him, you know, about like uh, Bones is... You know, why are you so depressed? And Spock even lectures him about what his true purpose in life should be. Mm. Um, So that all sets it up to the conflict with Khan. And long story short, by the end of it, where you have that closing image, is he's back on the bridge, but it's it's the real bridge of the Enterprise. He's in command. He's successfully defeated the bad guy. Even though he's lost his friend, he, uh, he's filled with wonder. And his... Is kind of his ex-girlfriend um, you know, asks him how he feels, and he's looking out at this new world that that was created in the wake of this new piece of technology, and and he's just his his eyes light up, and he he says, "Young, I feel young," hmm. and he he's he we see that very sharp contrast because it is the exact same setting, and that's a really useful situation to think about it is. You know, if you're if you're in an interview with somebody, it doesn't always come out that the client, you know, was at the gym at at the beach and and the buff guys are kicking sand in his face <laughs> and he's a ninety pound weakling and he's right. gonna go and then next summer he's back, you know, ripped abs and you know is able to toss the other guy to the ground. That's great if it can happen, but you know, you when you as you start to dig, you might pick up things where where people are in a similar situation because it's it's just kind of human nature that you're going to be in similar situations. And if you have a goal, it's centered around some place like the workplace or, right. you know, the relationship in the house, that type of thing. So it requires some digging, you know, to see, to, to find this in, in real life with your prospect, right. your, your successful customer. So, so um, what you're recommending here is that we tell more of the story. We sort of put the testimonial in story form and show the steps to the sort of maturation uh, of uh, towards the end result. Exactly, and I didn't spell this out in the in the post, but there were a couple of commenters who who kind of picked up on that and, and asked, you know, so if you're, this kind of sounds like maybe you're going into a case study here, mm-hmm. and you're just telling more of the story, and that's that's absolutely true. You know, you're going to go into those details in a case study, and you can obviously do both in an ad, and you probably will. You're going to have very quick. You know, you want a bunch of uh, uh, like a like a shotgun approach where you've got, you know, several different, very small, classic before and afters. But you either sent you can center your entire uh, story of your sales letter, your sales message around one of these longer stories, or it's maybe a longer extended one in between. 
um, where you start to kind of show these these waypoints. And that was kind of the other other thing I touched on um, is to to sh- beginning to show these transitions. And I'm just going to kind of read out one of them, which is actually from again another another resource if people are interested in uh, beefing up their honing their story chops is a book called The Art of Dramatic Writing. And I had seen references to, to these for, for years from different writing books. You know, people often talk about two great works through the centuries about story. One is from Aristotle, his Poetics, mm-hmm. and that focuses on plot. And one is from La Hotegri, The Art of Dramatic Writing, that focuses on character. So you marry the two, you got a match made in heaven. And, he, and Egri is all about character and showing how what's inside leads to what's outside and how you can go on transition. Right. So he talks about how could you get from being friends with somebody to murdering them? And he goes through this transition where you, you know, you don't go immediately there. It's not going to be believable, even if it happened in the heat of a moment. Um, People are still not going to believe it, you know, even if it's if it's something that's true. So he he charts this course. You know, you go from friendship to disappointment. You know, something happens a little tiff. Disappointment to annoyance. You know, these things are happening more regularly annoyance to irritation you're dwelling on it it's bothering you irritation to anger you know it's heating up anger to assault maybe you snap back assault to threat it's things are getting serious now the other person's pushing back and it's escalating threat to premeditation it's all you can think about Hmm. you know you're stewing over all the past insults you're planning things and premeditation finally to murder um and even though that's going to take a certain type of person, maybe we're not all capable of this. Mm-hmm. Maybe we are. Once you just see these little logic points, you kind of start nodding and going, oh, okay, I can kind of see a story pop up in my head. Right. You know, you're given this scaffolding. So I, the scaffolding. So I think the same kind of thing can happen on a customer case study testimony. Hey, it's Kev here. And if you like this podcast, then you are going to love the Copy Chief app. Total, custom, easy-to-use, smooth phone app where you can listen to every podcast episode, plus get all the show notes, and dig it. You can listen right inside the app, even when your phone is in the locked position. Super cool. Plus, right there in the same app, you get access to all the great free Copy Chief content to help you write better, higher-converting copy. Plus, members can access the private form area right from the mobile app. It's available for you for free right now, wherever you get your apps. Apple, Android, go get it. Download the Copy Chief app today because nobody writes alone. That's really interesting. Now, it seems like this would um, take some time to write. And you're, again, suggesting write it. Take the time. Like, write it, write it out. And yeah. you can insert it as a, if you're worried about length or... Uh, sort of as a sidebar or a supplement, or you could have a page of case studies that you guide people to. But, mm-hmm. you know, another episode, uh, we had uh, Elon Marie, uh, formerly Elon Bowman, who's a top level VSL writer. And she talked about her story format for writing video sales letters. And she's written a few, you know, um, VSLs that are pure story. Every mm. every testimonial, every uh, um, every part of the sales letter is all written as one continuous story. And she would take side roads to tell the stories of other people in their testimonials, and did exactly mm. kind of what you're um, mentioning here. And it was super successful. So nice. there there are proven models for for how to use this in copy. 
Um, very cool. All right, take it over. Yeah, well, uh, just piggybacking on what you said, you know, if sometimes you're just getting your thoughts out, right? You mm -hmm. know, when you're writing about something and it's going to be uh, elements, stuff that you can mine from for, for other things as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and then use it however you're going to do it, or it's just going to provide like a springboard or inspiration for something you're going to use down the road. Yeah. And I think um, it goes back to what you said in the beginning, which is like, just pay attention. Like once you are aware of these uh, sort of formulas at, at work, you see them in movies in different places and you're just yeah. co always conscious of the fact that it's a more powerful way to, to inspire people. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, anytime you, I think I, I've, I've gotten this response from, from folks uh, like on different blog posts and I thought about it myself. Anytime you're, you're starting with a template in mind and you're thinking like, okay, this is what I'm after. You know, I got to get this before and after image it can feel kind of artificial, mm -hmm. especially when you're talking to somebody in real life and you're trying to steer them towards something that maybe didn't happen. So, you know, these are guideposts. It's not going to necessarily play out that way. Right. So it, it, it's the kind of thing where it's good to learn and have in your head and then you forget about it. You know, forget about it when you're talking to somebody because um, it's going to be there in, in the background. You know, you might notice something, they might mention something offhand and you say, oh, that's interesting. Let's Talk yeah. about that a little. Meaning when you're right. So say, say you're interviewing somebody to get their story. You're not thinking yeah. in formulas. You're not just sitting there trying to fill in the blanks. But right. like you said, the more conscious we become and immersed we become in story and storytelling formulas, just it's naturally going to lead to better writing. Yeah, exactly. And I'd say the same is seems to be true for me. And it's going to differ. You know, your mileage may vary. But for when you actually get down to write it out, um, you might even start with an outline that's going to put this structure into place. Okay, I need, you know, three transition points to show this story. Mm -hmm. You know, there are these kind of three scenes and you start to write it out. And it, it might feel like dead, you know, lifeless to you. When you look at it on the page, it feels, you know, this is not organic. It's not flowing. But, you know, that's what ninth, tenth, and twelfth drafts are for. <laughs> right, exactly. You need to polish it. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Cool. And so um, you also showed another example of, you know, going from something less dramatic than murder, <laughs> going from yeah. embarrassment to pride. Right, exactly. And this is uh, where, you know, when you're showing somebody who's making a success, it's, again, this goes back to if you're showing like a quick testimonial, like a before and after picture, and that's what you want to do. You're going to show the numbers. I lost 50 pounds. This is what I look like. Look at those baggy clothes. I might, I've got a tight stomach now. And that's obviously powerful, you know, and that, that happens for people who've found something that really works for them. But when you're telling a story, that can also feel like, okay, well, what, what are the steps sort of in between? And you can start to deepen, um, deepen the reality of it and the credibility of it to show some of these steps. So like you mentioned, if, if say I use the weight loss example, mm -hmm. you're trying to lose weight. And for most of us, any kind of diet thing we're doing, whether it's losing weight, building muscle, trying to get healthier, if we are trying to combat some problem, there's going to be false starts along the way. You're going to get really excited about a solution mm -hmm. and you're going to tell everybody about it. I'm paleo now. I'm in CrossFit and, you know, and for some people they go all the way, but for a lot of people are like, eh, I guess it doesn't all work. And so there's that disillusionment and maybe, you know, 30% of it worked. You just haven't found the solution that fits you. So 
I think that that rings true for a lot of people, you know, to, to have that disappointment. So if you can show that in somebody's journey or your own journey, which is, like I said, likely to happen, then you can show those waypoints. So for my example, you know, let's say you, you're embarrassed because of how you feel about your body or any other kind of health thing, and uh, you immediately do something about it, and then you feel great. That's one model. But for this, to dive a little deeper, you start out embarrassed and you get that determination. You know, somebody makes fun of you, you're approaching a reunion, you're doing something and man, a fire has been lit under your butt. And so you're going to do something about it. You pour through the books, you've got this effort. And then that effort, after a week or so, that hot gap, you know, that, that hot energy burns off, you f- face disappointment. You know, it doesn't quite work out exactly how you want it weigh yourself and you've lost a pound and a half or whatever after you promised like 10 15 pounds no sweat right um and that disappointment if those stack up can lead to a sense of disillusionment Mm -hmm. i'm never going to get there this is never going to work for me Uh, it's for other people my genes or or something you know are have doomed me to failure i might as well just give up right and you can kind of be in that place then after a while you might have some renewed hope after reading something that kind of speaks to your situation like oh yeah you know, every time I ate that, I did, I did feel kind of sluggish or yeah, that, that workout always kind of leave me drained, never feeling energized, just like this person here. Then maybe I'll try what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so that renewed hope can lead to a more cautious optimism. You know, I'll give it a try. I'm not going to be so, so um, starry eyed this time. You start making little improvements and you reach your goal and there you've got that pride that you've really earned. So again, just tracing out that scaffolding to show those transition points along the way, those emotional transition points Mm -hmm. and the little details that accompany them start to paint uh, a more accurate picture, a picture that feels more real and immerses people into that story. Yeah. Fantastic. That's great, man. Um, And you um, gave an example, which was very similar to one of the best testimonial sort of case study stories I ever got from a, a client was an interviewing a, uh, a, um, a customer for a client. And it was about um, how he, the moment he decided to lose weight was when he took his daughter to a, uh, there was a, a water slide at the beach. She said, mm. daddy, I really, I want you to go on the water slide with me. Ah, no, honey, you go. No, dad, I really want you to come. Okay. Uh, so they stand in line, crowded, you know, takes them 20 minutes or so to finally get to the top. They get up there and he sees there's a scale and he says, oh no. And he's like, you know, I hope they don't weigh me because obviously there's a weight limit, right? Sure yeah. enough, they get up there and the kid looks at him and he says, I need you to hop on the scale just to make sure. And sure enough, he's he's o- he's not only over the weight limit, he's shockingly heavier than he even he thought he was, right? Uh-huh. And so he now has to tell his little girl she's going down without him and he's yeah. got to do the walk of shame all the way back past all the people he was just in line with yeah. back down the stairs, right? Oh, that's right. wrenching as a father. Yeah. Right. And that, but that was, that was his moment. That was his rock bottom. And he said, yeah. I, by the time I got to the bottom of those stairs, I knew I was finally really going to do something about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then it's like, that's sort of that moment of 
for him, that was a little more dramatic, but then it's like, that's that renewed hope. And it's like, all yeah. right, I know it doesn't work. Now what's the journey to, to what, how I made this work and how this coach helped me and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's, that's so powerful. I think, you know, what it speaks to is going back to character and emotion is, you know, anytime you've got a product promising change and it's always a change, it's always an improvement of some kind, whether it's just something around the house that you use, um, you know, a cooking utensil, or if it's like, I'm going to die if I don't do something, mm-hmm. um, that it all comes back to what kind of motivation you have, you know, it comes back to the psychology, you know, you can have all the tools in the world, but if you're not ready to change, you don't, you don't have that kind of that, that motivation, then, then you're not going to get there. So when you can tell a story like that and, and, and the, and the reader, let's say it's also, they, they want to lose weight. They're going to think of their own moments. Likely it may not be quite as crystallized as standing at the top of the water slide with your daughter who's eager to go down and you face the scale, you know, that's very crystallized, but it may be little moments scattered throughout. And vicariously, you read that, you hear that story, you're swept up in it, just like in a good movie that can start to activate that change for you. You know I mean? That's, that's not just now I've persuaded somebody to purchase the product. Right. You've given them that extra courage, that extra motivation that can flip that switch um, in the best of worlds that, that, that you're really making a difference in their life just through your, just through your persuasion techniques right, right. there. Yeah. Um, you know, that reminds me of kind of a, 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 in the movie Big. It's not quite the opening and closing image, but if you remember, you know, Tom Hanks, the movie The Big, uh, he goes to the carnival rides and he's there with his peers and you must be this tall to, to go on the ride. He doesn't make the cut and he has that walk of shame for a kid, you know, around yeah. the girl he likes and she's with the older boys. They're all taller than him. And then, of course, then he goes to the the whatever the the, the, the that little machine that gives oh, him Zo- Zoltron fix. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zothar mm-hmm. or whatever that, mm-hmm. you know, and he has his wish. And then later on, of course, he goes back to there. And he is, you know, obviously way bigger and he can ride any, any, go on any ride he wants. Right. But again, so it's may not right be in the beginning and the end, but you're, you know, you show those bookends to, to, to trace the transition. Yeah. Great stuff. Scott McKinstry, um, get all Scott stuff at, uh, it's the story sells column, uh, at, uh, if you go to copychief.com forward slash blog, I'm sure we have a, uh, a link uh, for it. Um, and, um, you can also scroll through and see them. We always mark them on the, um, on the image. So, you know, you're getting Scott's stuff, very popular, really appreciate all your great work here, Scott. Is there anywhere else you'd like people to come and visit you? No, that's great. That's, that's a great thing for now. Yeah. Awesome. Really appreciate it. Always fun catching up with you and we'll do it again soon. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you dug the show. Come on over to copychief.com. That's where you'll find all the backlog, all the transcribes, all the show notes, and all the free weekly copywriting tips. Copychief.com.